0: in the beginning God created the heaven and earth why do we have to talk about the fact that God created the heaven and earth and all the events that happen until the Jewish people show up at the scene after the exodus Rashi comes in the first Rashi and says that the Torah is here to give the Jews a strong argument in case the nations of the world will ever argue with them and say, The land of Israel is not yours, you stole it from the nations who lived there before the Jews conquered it. We'll be able to show them this book of the Torah and say, God gave us, God created the world. He gave this land to certain individuals and then promised it to the Jewish people, as it is clearly said in the story that follows, and it is ours. It's fascinating that Rashid, a thousand years ago, saw and deemed the importance of the whole creation story as a good argument for the nations of the world about, the na- about our land. And pretty much until you know, 70, 80 years ago when we came back and we established ourselves there, this Rashi seemed quite irrelevant. Who was arguing about whether the land belongs to Jewish people? But now that often we're attacked, this Rashi is something that Levavitch Rebbe would bring very often as the ultimate argument that this is our land. And God said, as the world was absolutely empty and all there was was the Spirit of God, which means God's mission statement, God's purpose, God's dream of having a, world, having a home for himself in this world, the first thing God says is, let there be light. Until then, until the first utterance, there is no... Universe, There's no time. It's only when God creates heaven, earth, light, that time begins. Until then, it was just a hierarchy of of importance, but there was no time. And God saw the light that was good, and God separated light and dark. Now, this is not the light that's in the sun and the moon. This is the foundational light, the principal concept of light. ...and the principal concept of darkness. We're told that that light is only going to be fully revealed when Mashiach comes. And the light is slowly brought into this world each time we do our mitzvah... ...and each time we make this world a better place. We are activating this light and bringing this world towards its culmination... ...the messianic era. So day one, God creates light. But we're told, Rashi tells us that God created everything. But he didn't activate or unpack them yet. So on the first day... Let's call it the Big Bang. Everything is there in a very small amount of matter. And slowly but surely over the next six days, God unpacks that small you know, interconnected matter and activates it in various places. The next day, on the second day, Hashem says, let there be a sky and there'll be a separation between the waters. At that stage, it's not exactly water the way we see it. It's somewhere between the, between liquid and gas and God is separating the sky and the earth, but it's not a full-on process. He calls the heaven shamayim, which means water is there, water suspended there, and although it wasn't a full-on project, the second day did come to an end, and God did not say it is good, because God only says it's good once it's finished, which only happened on the third day. So the third day, Hashem starts separating the water even more. He, he creates oceans and dry mass. And you know, the Atlantic, Pacific, all the various oceans move away and allow for the earth to surface. And only then, when the water really went where it belonged, does God say it was good. But that's not the only thing God did on the third day. He did something else as well. He said, let the earth begin to sprout vegetation. But unlike the way many people think that it was overground, it was still underground. Only when Adam and Eve show up to the scene do all the vegetation sprout out overground, as we'll see tomorrow. So trees and plants and all various items um, are, are slowly activated beneath the ground. Interesting, we're told that Hashem told the trees that even their bark should be edible and the trees were scared that that's going to make them diminish their species, so they, did, they didn't grow that way. It's almost like whatever God created in those days had some element of free choice, and um, Hashem wasn't really impressed. Now, it was evening, morning, a third day. God said it was good because vegetation, at least underground, came to a halt. It came to completion. On the fourth day is when the planetary system really comes into place God created the sun moon and planets and stars on the first day but now he places them in the respective celestial spheres and pretty much the universe as we know it beyond earth comes into place so according to the Torah's version earth gets built um, before the rest of the universe really comes and gets allocated and designated now, the Torah says that originally both the moon and sun were equally powerful. The moon comes to complain to God that you cannot have two leaders that are equally powerful. And God says, you're right. It makes the moon smaller. <laughs> and from here you learn not to argue too much. But Hashem did compensate the moon with all the stars that will shine together at night. And we're told that when Mashiach comes, the light of the moon will be reinstated to the original glory. Now, Sun rules by day, moon by night. And it was evening and morning, a fourth day. God says, let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures and let fowl that issue from the mud of the swamps fly over the earth across the sky. So Hashem creates sea creatures, including the Leviathan, which were so big that God actually had to kill one of them to make sure that they don't reproduce. And the other one he put deep into the ocean, various species that uh that the water is just full of and winged fowl and god saw that it was good god blesses the fish and the birds and he says be fruitful and multiply be prolific And the commentaries say the reason God said it specifically is because God acknowledged that there would come a time, even though it wasn't then, only in the time of Noah, that human beings would be allowed to eat this food. And it was evening and morning, a fifth day, and therefore God tells them, be fruitful and multiply, that there's enough to eat. Then on the sixth day, let the earth bring forward living creatures which live on the earth, livestock, reptiles, insects, worms, ants, beetles, moles, snails, beasts of the earth. And so it was. And at this stage, God does not bless them to be fruitful and multiply because God waits for that blessing until after the serpent sins because God did not want to give the blessing to the serpent as well who very soon would cause Adam and Eve to sin. Now, we're told that the angels were created on the second day. So on the first day, God was there alone, and on the second day, the angels were there. And on the sixth day, God just out of act of courtesy, consults with the angels and says, "Let us make man." Although by the end, God actually does it himself. He just consults them because obviously he knew that they wouldn't appreciate the fact that there's another being on the earth below, which is also created in God's image. God creates the human being in their image. We're told the Torah tells us he created them both male and female. Um, Although everything else was created by God's speech, the human being is created figuratively by Hashem's hand, and Hashem blew into the nostrils and literally blew into them a soul. They were both male and female, a droxinous body, basically one side male, one side female. And Hashem blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply, rule over the earth. And Hashem says, I've made you masters over the earth but I do not al- uh, and the animals, but I do not allow you to kill them. Although from Rashi it seems to imply that if the animals died naturally, Adam and Eve were allowed to eat them, but they were not allowed to kill for animals. But they were obviously able to eat all plant, vegetation, etc. And at the sixth day, Hashem sees all that He did and He made. And behold, it was beautiful. It was very good. Tov maod. And it was evening, morning, the sixth day. And then on the seventh day, V'yichulu HaShemayim Hashem completed all His work. And what did Hashem create on Shabbos? Rest. The seventh day, Hashem finished His work that He had done and He rested on the seventh day. All the work that He has been doing. In fact, the Shabbos position at the end of the week indicates that the Shabbos is the goal and purpose of creation. Interesting, Rosh Hashanah, we commemorate the sixth day, the day that Adam and Eve were created, and the second day Rosh Hashanah will always commemorate the first Shabbos. Tomorrow we unpack in more detail the creation of the human being, we talk about the various oceans, and we talk about Adam and Eve literally being formed and the concept of their relationship and marriage. See you tomorrow.